0: This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, don't be afraid of the dark. Can you see them, Sally, hiding in the shadows? They're alive, Sally. They want you to be one of them when the lights go out.
1: Come be with us, Chris. Come be with us.
0: Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And that awkward Hot pause Atlanta. lets you know there's no Lana
1: Nope. He is he is being a good son and entertaining his mother for Mother's Day. Yeah. I'm not sure how he's entertaining, but maybe he has humor only a mother could love.
0: That seems to scan.
1: but you know he's not here and that's fine he should spend time with his mom
0: but we spent time watching this
1: yes thanks to my friend Dennis shout out to Dennis I will let you know that we recorded this because you will not know otherwise yeah As, as I said this movie fucked him up when he was like seven years old
0: yeah which is fair yeah
1: I mean it's like a early 70s made for TV movie so like it's not going to be like splatter core or anything but yeah it might have some atmosphere we'll see
0: yeah well kids are scared of a lot of things
1: yes like being left home alone yeah
0: poor parenting
1: <laughs> yep, it really is. Uh yeah, the whole latchkey kid generation would it would beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I I love that that when the whole like pandemic like a lockdown stuff started, everyone's like, Man, fucking latchkey kids, they got this shit down.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: We know how to make dinner, entertain ourselves, all that shit. My parents aren't coming home for a few months. That's all.
0: <laughs> Easy peasy.
1: Yep. So, but yeah, that's fine. How does the movie start, Chris?
0: Well, we start out in an old Victorian style mansion.
1: Uh, actually, we start out with a cat face.
0: Well, okay, a cat face.
1: There we go. I mean, just because Brett's not here, it's not an excuse to get lazy, Chris.
0: I don't need an excuse to get lazy.
1: <laughs> He's like, I have to stop being lazy first because of, before I could start being lazy again. <laughs> yeah, that seems like too much effort. <laughs> yeah, no, there's like a cat face that goes at the screen and then fades to a Victorian mansion in the California Hills. Yeah,
0: where we meet up with... Uh- Protagonist voiceover.
1: Well, well, we meet over. We meet up with expositional voiceover first. Yeah. Where at first it's the creepy voices talking about how she's going to set them free, and they have all the time in the world. And then we get the whole voiceover about how her grandmother left her this house, but they need to redo a lot of the rooms and the kitchen and. This and that. And so you're about five minutes into the movie before you actually see an actor or an actress. Yeah. I mean
0: it was it was a made for TV movie. There were various constraints.
1: Yes. <laughs> but finally, Chris, when what happens when we see people?
0: Finally we meet up with the protagonist.
1: Yes, Rosemary. Yep and her lawyer husband and they're uh who was supposed apparently supposed to be George Hamilton that's who they originally wanted to cast for that role weird I could see it
0: yeah I could also see
1: him saying no yeah Yeah. (laughs) which apparently he did
0: and they are uh they're working on the renovations extensive. Yeah,
1: well, and by them working on the renovations, you mean she is meeting with the Latin slash Spanish, uh, interior decorator man. Yeah. And I'm not sure which he is. Uh, and because those are two distinct things and, and also the carpenter, old carpenter guy building bookshelves. Yeah. They're not doing any actual work themselves on this house.
0: No, they're just getting contractors.
1: Yes. Kind of like I did not build my patio, someone built it for me. Cause you don't want me laying rock or laying like slabs of rock into cement and then grouting between them. That just it's never a it's never a recipe for a good outcome. Fair.
0: I've never done it, but I would imagine I'm bad at it.
1: I, yeah, that's just not, that's not the kind of thing I'd be good at. I can mow a fucking lawn, but I can't lay down a rock and stone patio.
0: And, uh, there, there's some sort of, uh, what's like the cleaning shoot for the fireplaces in the basement.
1: Well, okay. So there is a room. That is locked that they couldn't find a key for during exposition times back in the exposition times. But by the time we end exposition and get to actually seeing people on screen, they have found the key. And it, it leads down to her grandfather's study where uh, the interior decorator man is like, oh boy, this place actually, you know, this place isn't that bad. It just needs, like, you need to lighten up the paneling and the walls and stuff so that, like, it doesn't look like you're sitting in a fucking dungeon. And if you get that fireplace going, you know, opened up because it's bricked over currently, you know, it would be nice and cozy in here. And she's like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to just sit in here and uh, in front of the fireplace doing something romantic, like making a grocery list. Yeah. Ha, 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 ha. The
0: height of and, uh, comedy.
1: Yep. And so... They bring down the carpenter guy who and ask him about that, and he's like, "Oh no, you're not gonna be able to get into that into that fireplace. It's four rows of bricks deep and wire and reinforced with iron rods." And she's like, "Why would you do that?" It's like, "Well, because your grandmother asked me to," and she's like well what about this like the uh the access to the on the side to get the ashes He's like why is that bolted shut he's like because your grandmother asked me to and i am not going to open it back up just because you asked me to yeah he definitely yeah some things are better left untouched yeah yeah i forget what the saying is in pet cemetery but like you know but they say like you know they say you shouldn't go play not not you know you know a man's the hard the soil a man's heart is harder but you know the other saying about like you shouldn't go doing things
0: (laughs) sometimes dead is better
1: yes that's it that's uh, that's what he said sometimes dead is better
0: yeah which is a weird thing to say about a fireplace
1: well it's all sealed up it's dead
0: (laughs) yes for all intents and purposes it is the corpse of a fireplace
1: Yes, for all intensive purposes. <laughs> but uh,
0: Rosemary ain't having none of that shit. So she uh, decides it, to open up the...
1: Well, first she pulls out a claw hammer Yeah. out of his tool. He leaves his tool chest down there by accident. And uh, she opens it up, pulls out a claw hammer, hits the bricks of the fireplace twice, and says, yeah, that's not going to work. I mean, and then she... She went for which, it. She went for it. My wife was like, "The fuck is she doing? <laughs> like, you're never gonna get through those bricks with that fucking claw hammer." And then she obviously did not. And so she pulls out a like a, a big ass crescent wrench. Like, and I mean, like big ass. Like the the fucking handle on that thing had to be like an two inches wide.
0: Yeah, which and if so you use. If you're pulling out a crescent wrench, you've already made a terrible decision at some point.
1: Oh, I really? I love my crescent wrenches. Ugh. <laughs> They're great for taking the posts off of kegs, Chris. Oh, maybe. But yeah, and so she's like, "Well, I mean, really there's just this nut keeping the uh, the ash cleaning door shut. So let me just use this crescent wrench and un- and loosen up the nut and take it off." so she does yep because really if that dude had just taken like some black paint and just painted over that nut like three or four times she never would have gotten that off
0: but she just would have hit it with a hammer twice and called it a day
1: yep (laughs) so for a lack of paint this movie happened
0: and she uh she gets in there
1: well, we she opens it up. She sticks her head in, and we get this perspective shot from inside the fireplace, wherein she is, the door is about twenty feet up yeah. from the perspective, and the fireplace is about fifteen feet across.
0: Yeah, it's enormous.
1: And uh, I, what was your what was your uh, terminology for the the fireplace, Chris? Or your your rant about it?
0: Oh, it's just, it's like looking down at a grain silo, like
1: <laughs> like some kind of Tardis ass. Uh,
0: yeah, fireplace. Yeah, because like the fireplace on from the outside, the brick it's maybe six inches on either side. But then yeah. you stick your head in there, and it's like a grain silo. It doesn't make any like, fucking oh, sense. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but we do hear the. Uh, the weird voices from the beginning part talking yep because about
1: how that she's let them out now
0: yeah the chosen one and then uh later that day next well, day I think i'm he, unclear cuz he go
1: back down I oh, her, her husband or the well, the guy goes back to get his tools or something, right? Or does she just leave it open? I don't remember. She, I think she just leaves it open.
0: Yeah, yeah. she just leaves it open. And then uh, the ashtray incident occurs.
1: Yeah, she's sleeping. And there's a little green light from behind the glass ashtray. And you can hear them talking.
0: Yeah. And it wake, the talking wakes her up and then the ashtray falls.
1: Yeah, it gets launched off the nightstand and hits the floor and breaks. And uh,
0: not George Hamilton's like, eh, there's probably a logical explanation. Like, you hit it with your elbow or something.
1: Not Here. weird, creepy monsters. And she's like, I wasn't anywhere near the ashtray when it came, fell off the side table. Which is true, because that side table was about four feet across yeah i mean like this is a 70s ass movie just so people know like one they have ashtrays on their nightstands just in case they can i guess so they can just smoke in bed if they want to like a like like a fucking grown-up i guess uh and two the fucking side tables are like four feet across
0: yeah yeah the rooms are huge Every room in this house is just enormous, including the weird subterranean TARDIS fireplace. (laughs)
1: Yeah. That's pretty impressive because, like, those kind of houses don't tend to have huge rooms, but this house does. I'm waiting for Chris to do an analysis of how wide each room is and then try to fit it inside the house somewhere just to see if uh, if the rooms could fit inside the house.
0: Yeah, no, I'd say almost definitely not
1: probably not oh, oh that's right Chris is too lazy to do that never mind
0: yeah I'm just going to assume the answer is no because this was probably all shot on a sound stage somewhere
1: I, I would hope so shooting that on location would be kind of weird
0: but uh George Hamilton not George Hamilton is just like nah you just got a bad case of being a woman
1: Yeah, you got a bad case of the hysteria.
0: Have you tried not doing that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, basically, it's like, have you tried not being scared?
0: I mean, it was the 70s.
1: Yeah, and she's like, oh, no, I have not tried that. That's a good idea. I never would have thought of that by myself with my tiny girl brain.
0: Yeah. Thank you, husband, without which I would be lost in life.
1: (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh. And then the then, I mean, so but she gets freaked out enough that her husband calls the carpenter guy and is like, What are you doing putting all these stories in my wife's head? Like, she's all freaked out, blah blah. Just basically, like, reads him the riot act. And the guy's like, Well, you know what? Don't expect to see me back there doing your bookshelves because I fucking quit
0: yeah oh the husband's super mad because he thinks that carpenter man is the one who opened it he's like no I distinctly said do not do the thing yeah like why why would I fill her head full of nonsense and then go against the nonsense I filled her head full of
1: yes I was the harbinger I tell you what not to do and she was the transgressor who did what she was not supposed to do
0: yeah I mean come on have you
1: not seen Cabin in the Woods? Come
0: on! <laughs> Come on! Nineteen seventies <1970s> made-for-TV movie. <laughs> How do you not know about Cabin in the Woods? <laughs> the
1: two thousand some odd movie.
0: And uh, there's there's more incidents. Something grabs her dress as she's going down the stairs the next night. Yeah. And uh, she hears the creepy voices all saying, like, we want you. and
1: We want you to be with us.
0: Yeah, other assorted peculiar things.
1: Yep. And, uh, oh, and there's going to be a dinner party. Yeah. With, with the partners for the law firm that her husband works for. And if, if they can impress the partners with this party, then he is going to make partner. Because that's how you should choose your legal, like, the the big names for your legal practice is based on how good of a dinner party they can throw. Yeah. Sick party, Bob. Your partner. Yeah. Just... Yeah, I... It baffles me that, like, anyone would consider that, like, a useful way to determine if someone should be partner. Like, I don't know. Maybe you should look at the quality of legal work they do.
0: <laughs> well, we were going to give it to you, Mark, but... Bob's play setting? Fucking phenomenal. Like
1: Yes. Never mind that every legal brief you've written has caused us to win millions of dollars every time. Yeah. You you're, you've fucking ordered pizza. You're never making partner.
0: You don't even know where a shrimp fork goes, do you do you, Mark? You fucking idiot. <laughs> what is this?
1: Takeout? Chinese takeout? Uh you're fired.
0: Get get the hell out of here. Jeez. I don't care if I'm at your house Mark, get the fuck
1: out. My out's <laughs> <Smiles> now. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're at the dinner party and uh the not George Hamill's taking or Hamilton is taking pictures of people and blinding them with the flash, Chekhov's camera. Yeah. And uh they're when they're seated for dinner like the little Monsters are pulling her napkin off of her lap, and if and she just has like a fucking conniption fit, like like just stands up and just starts screaming like for her husband, and everyone's like, and the and the partner's like, I didn't touch her. <laughs> whoa, whoa, her. <laughs> not not her too. head <laughs> check, hand <hit> check. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like, and then like, so apparently she ruined the dinner party by shrieking. Um, but her husband also is going to be going to San Francisco in the morning with one of the partners to close some deal. And if they can close that deal, he's basically going to handle all the San Francisco business for the, the practice. Yeah. But she doesn't want him to go because the house is fucking scary as shit due to the tiny little monsters running around in it
0: yeah which seems reasonable uh so uh right that so, night but he's
1: still gonna go that night she's taking a shower yeah okay
0: go ahead and uh I just want to say well to get back to the topic of huge ass rooms this bathroom is fucking huge it's, it's big enough that she has, like, a stool and a desk-looking fucking thing in it. It's called a vanity, Chris. I wouldn't know, because I don't have 19,000-square-foot bathrooms.
1: Also, you're not so vain. You don't think this podcast is about you. I should hope not. I would hope not, too. <laughs> It'd be a pretty bad podcast.
0: I'm the titular slaughterhouse princess. <laughs>
1: puts on his meat dress and his meat tiara <laughs> and he goes out and slaughters animals.
0: Mm-hmm. I really like the pigs. Yes. The pigs, Chris. The pigs. And, uh, this is where we get to see the the little goblin things, like, for realsies the first time. Yeah. Because up until now, they've all just been kind of, like, hidden in the shadows. and
1: Or, they like, dart across the screen too fast to really see what the fuck they are. Yeah, and uh, they are equal
0: parts creepy and kind of adorable.
1: Yeah, they're obviously like little people in robes with masks.
0: Yeah, and this is the point where I was like, oh, okay, I'm seven or whatever. I get it.
1: Yeah. And so, but they don't like the light, so they use a clothes, a, a clothes hanger to uh, turn off the light and they creep in, and one of them grabs a straight razor and he's like, I'm gonna cut a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, 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 no. We're just here to scare her. We're not here to hurt her. He's like, But I wanna cut a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, No, 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 no. We're just here to scare her. You can like, cut a bitch tomorrow. And he's like, Okay, fine. Like, I can't even just like nick her a little bit. No, no, Fred, you can't.
0: How many times have we got to do this? Every time, Fred. Every time.
1: Just like little cut? (laughs) No. No, no, no. And so... She finishes up her... As they're creeping towards the shower... She finishes her shower? Yeah. And they're like, Fuck, she's on to a Scatter! And they just drop like the straight razor like in the middle of the floor. And it's like the tip of it's embedded in the linoleum. Yeah. So it's, it's so it, like it stands upright. <laughs> like, you know, it's like one of those that like you flip open. And, uh, so it's like kind of like tinted up on the floor because the tip of it's stuck in the linoleum.
0: Yeah. Well, she turns on the light and that makes them all run off.
1: Yeah. Cause they hate Cause the they light. They like the light.
0: And, uh, She actually handles it way better than you think she would,
1: considering the dinner hysterics earlier. Yeah. Well, she thinks that maybe, oh, maybe I am crazy. I am just seeing things. And it wasn't just little tiny monsters trying to slice my Achilles with a stray razor. Yeah. And she, uh...
0: she, She heads out of the bathroom and meets up with Not George Hamilton, and she's like, well, maybe I am having a bad case of being a woman. Why don't we sell the house and it's just so much work and not the monsters that just tried to cut me with a straight razor. The other reasons.
1: Yes. You know, the logical man reasons that you gave me.
0: Yeah. And he's like, aha, perfect. Now we're on the same page. That page being I'm right.
1: Yep. And he's like, why don't you call your friend and see if she'll spend the night with you while I'm gone so that you're not here alone by yourself in the big creepy house and she's like that's a great idea so she calls her friend her friend's like why the fuck would i would go over there when you could just come over here and not be in your creepy ass house at all anyway yeah and she's like well i didn't want to like just ask you to to spend the night ask to spend the night at your place because that wouldn't be you know a polite thing to do and she's like no bitch get over here tomorrow
0: we're gonna have a good time we're gonna drink mimosas and
1: yeah, I was going to say, like, I have 17 bottles of champagne and 17, four bottles of orange juice. We're going to have a party.
0: But before uh, before they can have their girl party, the uh, interior decorator guy shows up because he's got some, like, uh, samples for the curtains or whatever.
1: Yeah, and the carpet. He wants to put, like, a fucking navy blue carpet down the stairs because he thinks that will contrast pleasantly with the lime green in the room at the base of the stairs, and I was like, "Oh boy, oh boy."
0: <laughs> well, the thing with the '70s was the worse you were at color matching, the better of an interior designer you were.
1: I guess got like lime green in my house. Whoa, that's a that's a statement right there. <laughs>
0: And uh, they get into a little argument because apparently uh, Rosemary is like, "Yeah, we're gonna move, so uh, we're just not gonna pay you for anything that you've done." The guy's yeah. like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah.
1: like I gotta get paid. I did work. I brought you all, like we've redesigned all these all these other rooms already. Like, I brought you lamps. For fuck's sake, I brought you lamps."
0: Yeah. And the uh, the little monster guys, they, they trip him down the stairs
1: with a cord. like they, they literally like pull a cord taut across the, the top of the stairs, and he trips on it and falls down the stairs and breaks his neck.
0: Yeah. But Rosemary tries to grab the cord, but gets cord burned somehow.
1: Well, he tries to grab it, but they pull it they pull it out of her hands quickly. Yeah, and that, that causes her hands to be cord burnt and then she apparently calls the police and her friend because the police are like you know oh you know, thank you all for being so helpful and like we'll contact them if we have any questions and and then apparently a doctor or a psychiatrist or somebody has, gives the friend like some sleeping pills and, and encourages her to encourage the rosemary to take the pills and she's like rosemary's not gonna take those pills she's like well if you can get her to take them get her to take them
0: yeah crush them up in some applesauce
1: yeah just you know pour a mimosa powder them just put it in the mimosa now it's a party woohoo <laughs> there's no better friend than the friend that will roofie you for your own good <laughs> yeah
0: only a real friend would secretly drug a person yeah, <laughs> Jesus
1: Christ. Uh we're terrible people, Chris.
0: <laughs> and uh so Sally's is Sally, what's her friend's name? Hell I don't remember. Joan. Uh, Joan. So Joan's like, Hey man, I want you uh why don't you take some of these sleeping pills this legitimate doctor gave me in this matchbox?
1: Yeah. <laughs> and rosemary's like no 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 i couldn't possibly take any pills and she's like are you sure no i'm I'm sure i'm sure okay then i'm gonna put them right here on your nightstand in case you change your mind and here's this cup of hot tea or cocoa or whatever the fuck that you can drink in order to uh to soothe your nerves so maybe you can get to sleep
0: yeah and Rosemary tells Joan all about her harrowing experiences with the little monster things.
1: But not her harrowing exper- experiences with the little monster things.
0: No, no, no that's a different
1: story. Yeah. Yeah, not that's uh, yeah. That's that movie that I can't think of the name of that set in Scotland with Ewan McGregor. Trainspotting. 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 Yes, thank you.
0: Yep. And uh, Joan ain't buying this monster shit at first, but then she shows her the rope burns. And she's like, "Oh man, that all checks
1: out." Yeah, it couldn't possibly be that I just maybe think you're crazy because you, uh, uh, I don't know, like burnt your hands with some cord. It must have obviously been little gremlins. Yeah, and then
0: her husband just happens to show up home from business. Yeah,
1: just, yeah.
0: and Joan's like, "Hey man, so here's what happened. Uh, guy died." On your stairs,
1: I think you mean Señor died. On yeah, your stairs. or hombre.
0: We called the cops. A handy doctor showed up and gave your wife some sleeping pills. Also, monsters live in your house and are trying to kill your wife and make them make her one of them. Yes, and he's like, hmm. Well, I believe you, other lady, not my wife, so much.
1: I mean, because you can you really trust any woman who will marry you? I guess that's fair. I mean, it's like that whole, like, I could you know, I, would, I wouldn't I would want to belong to any club who would have me as a member.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough, I suppose.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously she's shown bad judgment at least once in her life.
0: So, uh, not George Hamilton's like, well, I'm going to go meet up with Carpenter Man. Because he's got the inside track on this house. Yes. So, I'll go see what's really going on. You stay here and be here.
1: Yes, keep my keep an eye on my wife.
0: Yeah. So they go to check on her, but now she's all zonked out on sleeping pills.
1: Yep. And she's like, "He's like, how many? Like, how many did she she take?" He's like, "Well, she didn't take any. She didn't want to take any." He's like, "Well, she is obviously, like." extremely unconscious on the bed right now. Yeah. So he opens up the matchbox. He's like, well, how many pills did they give her? And she's like, well, six. And he's like, well, there's only four here now. So presumably the little gremlins put two of them in her hot chocolate.
0: Yeah.
1: Is that what we're supposed to assume it happened?
0: Yeah, the, the the gremlin monsters did it. Okay. So they're true friends, if we look back at what we said earlier.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they do want her to be one of them. Yeah.
0: They accept her. Yeah, be- one of us. One of us. Yeah,
1: being being her true friend would be a good way to get her to be one of you.
0: So, uh... The one... Joan heads downstairs to... Get coffee or some shit. Yeah. And, uh, here's, uh, Kerfuffle. Is Out-
1: Outside the house.
0: Yeah. Heads out to check it out. Goes to go back in the house... When nothing really is going on. But can't get back in... Because the... uh, The little gremlin monster things... Have locked her out of the house. Yes. And apparently locked her into some sort of... Alternate time dimension.
1: (laughs) Yes, where... it, it, It could be any point... In the day... Where she runs around the house... Checking each door shouting for Rosemary.
0: Yeah, because it's pitch black in the house and it is somewhere between noon and 6pm outside, but not like, uh... In order. Yeah. Maybe it's 3, maybe it's 5.30, maybe it's 11.42. You don't know when you're out there.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty good. I'm just like, oh, they did not care about continuity in this this movie. Okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, you can only get so much editing involved when his payment is like a sandwich.
1: Yes. Also, apparently, this movie—they uh, finished the script like a week before the writer strike. They like they just like fucking turned this thing out. Quick, I think they shot it in two weeks.
0: Yeah, which is crazy.
1: Yeah, they shot this whole fucking movie in two weeks on a script that was churned out probably in about the same amount of time. <laughs> yeah. Because they, they they knew a writer's strike was coming, they just had to get something out the door.
0: <laughs> so, uh, Joe's trying to bust back in. Uh.
1: Not George Hamilton, is talking to Carpenter Man.
0: Yeah, and he comes down with a bad case of exposition.
1: Yes. Oh yeah, he's fully, he becomes Basil Exposition at this, at this point. Apparently, the grandfather heard noises in the fireplace and disappeared down it, as far as the grandmother could tell. And that's when she had him, like, fucking quadruple brick the fireplace and put a bolt that held the ashes, the ash cleaning entrance shut.
0: Yeah. And not mm-hmm. George Hamilton is like, oh, shit, a man told me this. I better act immediately. <laughs> yeah. A man do be saying. Yeah. it's And this is the movie, guys. It's not us, okay?
1: No, seriously. Like, uh, there is some. Um, and I think there is so much, like, misogyny in this movie to the point where it's all. I think it might actually be satirical. Yeah, I mean,
0: it, I could see like this having, like, a kind of a feminist kind of...
1: Yeah, like, there's, it is just sharp enough that it might be satirical. I can't say for certain, because I, I don't know for certain, but you could feel, like, there there's there might have been, like, a little, like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, like, see how horrible these men are kind of vibe to the movie when it was intentionally made, intentionally put there. Yeah.
0: So he comes back at night because he's not absorbed into the time rift. No. And uh, the little monster things have proceeded to drag Rosemary out of the bed, tied her legs up, and are dragging her through the house.
1: Well they like she's kind of stumbles out of the bedroom and down the stairs the whole time where they're kind of like doing their creepy like come to us come be with us be one of us kind of like and that shit actually kind of gets legitimately creepy like I almost had like like I could feel like the hairs on my arms thinking about like standing on end <sighs> during that part but yeah like it kind of like is it like oh man I can kind of see like, especially like imagine being, like, hopped up on sleeping pills, you know, and just being, like... i like, like, fuck, like, that would be extra creepy. Not knowing if you're even, like, awake or asleep at that point.
0: And they, uh... <clears throat> they eventually get her tied up and start dragging her by her feet. She, uh, manages to... Get the camera.
1: Yeah, and by camera, we mean, like, one of those, like... Like sleek, like the ones that are like you hold them, like they're 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 wide, they're very wide, but very short.
0: Yeah, they're like little, they're like rectangles.
1: Yeah. I, I, anyone from the time, anyone from this era will know what we're talking about, but like they're the ones that you put like the, like that, uh, the 110 film in or whatever, the one that had like two little spools. Yeah. Like one on each side, like.
0: It had a big-ass yeah. flash cube on the top of it.
1: Yeah. Oh Man, they hit me right in the nostalgias, I will say.
0: <laughs> and, uh... I mean, kudos to the actress lady for letting a bunch of people literally drag her down a set of stairs like that.
1: And somehow not give them a panty shot, which I was kind of impressed by. Like, I was... I guess it's a made-for-TV movie, but at the time I was like, how is she gonna go down those stairs and not, like, like, lose her modesty, but somehow she retained her modesty, which was impressive to me.
0: Yeah. And she, uh... She hits him with the camera flash a couple of times. Twice. Yeah. But to no avail. Meanwhile, husband is on the scene. He meets up with Joan.
1: Yeah, because eventually Joan just, like, finds a door that's locked, but it's a fucking French door, so there's just glass right next to the lock so she fucking breaks open with the flashlight that she doesn't need because it's four in the afternoon outside. Yeah. And uh, and then sticks her hand in and unlocks the door to let herself in finally. <laughs> well,
0: the the monster slammed the door on her hand so that rebuffs oh, her. that's right. Because husband yeah, then shatters the entire front window out of the front door.
1: With his sheer masculinity.
0: Yeah. He didn't need no flashlight.
1: Now he just smoked a bunch of weed and stood in front of the door and went Aah! shattered. Yeah. In front of
0: them. Exactly.
1: That's where they got that scene from in Breakfast Club.
0: And they uh they go looking for her, but it's too late. They make it yeah, to the they basement. They
1: like scream.
0: Yeah. They go to the basement. Yeah. And uh he sticks his head in the fucking Tardis ass thing. And drops his flashlight, signifying his utter defeat.
1: Yep. And you never hear it hit the bottom.
0: Nope, just goes forever. Yep. And then we hear, like, the opening narration from the monsters. But now uh, she's part of the the monster chorus.
1: Yes. And uh, that's that. The end. So, Chris, what did you think of this movie? I mean, and
0: for what it was, being a super cheaply, quickly made TV horror movie from the early 70s, it's not terrible. I mean, I was expecting something way worse than what we got. I could definitely see if you were a kid and saw this on like a Wednesday not knowing any better, how you would be like, oh man, this is unsettling. Because there are parts that even as a grown person, like the they do a real good job of keeping the little monster things in shadows. The the weird like like way they talk over each other, whispery. Is kind of creepy. And especially if you were a kid, I could see the idea that weird monsters that creepily whisper and live in your walls. Yeah, okay. I get it. Like, that's probably not fun.
1: Yeah, especially if you have a fireplace.
0: I mean, it's a movie from the 70s. So even though it's just like an hour and 15 minutes long, it is paced really weird. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: The, uh, I mean, the acting's okay.
1: I will say I could not. I didn't see like obvious commercial breaks in the movie, which was nice.
0: Yeah, I mean, it it works as just watching it like a little a little movie. I think it's an interesting little time capsule of something you just don't see anymore, being like a weird made for TV family-friendly horror movie. I'd say you could probably pass on it. You're not missing anything super amazing if you do. But if you happen to remember this, it's probably worth the watch again just for the sake of nostalgia.
1: Maybe put your demons to rest. You know, like, oh, I was so freaked out by those things as a kid. But now you watch, you like, oh, okay, those things aren't nearly as scary as I remember them being.
0: Yeah, oh, they just built stuff to scale around them. Oh, yeah. okay.
1: Yeah, I did like that it was very practical, the way they did the uh, the little monsters. Like, when they would focus in on them, like it was obviously everything was just built larger for them, and they used forced perspective a couple times on things, and
0: but yeah, I think I think if you have already seen it, that carries a lot of weight on whether or not you should watch it. If you've never seen it, eh I mean I eh, you could probably pass on it. What do you say, Troy?
1: Uh, if, I mean, if you have a child and you wanna fuck him up a little bit, I definitely think you should watch this with him. I don't think it's that bad of a movie. Um but seriously, I it was actually kinda of more enjoyable than I expected it to be, really. Uh, when I realized that it was like a made for TV movie in the 70s, uh, early 70s, I was like, oh boy, this is going to be uh, an adventure. But it was pretty good. I mean, they kind of like they ga- I mean, like they, they didn't like gaslight the, the woman too much. It was just more, they refused to believe her because she was a woman and she was prone to hysterics because of that. Um, but uh, she was obviously right the entire time, which was kind of nice. Uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like, like, well, Chris and I were talking about this before the podcast. Like there's no like family horror movies anymore. Like, I mean, like I said, I remember watching the it miniseries in fifth grade and that having like probably being the scariest thing I'd seen at that point, even though I'd watched like, you know, poltergeist and things like that. But for some reason, that one really stuck to my ribs. Uh, You know, like, and I feel like kids don't have those kinds of experiences or memories anymore. And maybe, maybe the world would be a better place if people were afraid of the world a little bit, you know? Doesn't hurt. So, I was going to say, like, you know what, if you have kids, show this movie to them, watch it with them. If it freaks them out too much, talk to them about it. You know, explain that like, oh no, it's not real. It's just a, it's just a movie. You know, yes, we have a fireplace. Yes, we have an ash access in it. No, they're not going to drag you down there and turn you into one of them. But you know what? Even if they did, you'd have friends. Yeah, you have people. You have people who want to be with you. You know, like, is it really so bad that she got sucked down into the into the fireplace and got turned into like a little monster? her grandfather is there. These people want her to be with them. Like, is it really that bad? But also, I got an, an an ash like an access put into my fireplace. This, well, I guess it was last year technically. You know, after during COVID times, that indeterminal period of time that that is. Um, so it kind of made me laugh because like, oh, I got one of those put into my fireplace recently. So that's fun. I, I'm i pretty sure my fireplace does not go down to the pits of hell or anything like hers does. But, but if have it you, starts making the TARDIS noises, I'm just going to dive straight into the fireplace. I don't even care if there's a fire in there.
0: Have you stuck your head in it?
1: No, I have not. I've not opened it myself yet. I probably should just to see what the perspective is.
0: Yeah. Maybe it is a giant underground chamber just for you. Yeah.
1: I mean, it is about six. It is about five feet up and in the back of my fireplace, not just on the side next to the opening. But
0: oh, that's fine because it's space on the inside doesn't mean anything.
1: Yeah, that's true. And I, I actually really do want to open it up now. <laughs> I might have to go do that tomorrow. <laughs> so, what are we watching next week, Chris?
0: Uh, we are watching. I forget about an asylum
1: it's like a uh, gangium haunted asylum which presumably is about a haunted asylum uh, and i give our listeners zero guesses to figure out who it is because it was dummy act obviously who suggested this one clearly clearly so i'm sure it'll be fun
0: so what if people or want if to report CPR. their uh findings on sticking their heads in ash chambers how would they do that
1: well, they could email us at SlaughterhousePrincessPodcast at gmail.com. They could reach out to us on Facebook, where we're Slaughterhouse Princess. They could tweet us at Slaughterhouse prince, which is Slaughterhouse Princess with no vowels in princess. They could go to our subreddit, r slash podcast. They could go to our Discord server at discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com. Uh, and those are pretty much all the ways you can get in contact with us. However, if you want f- alternate ways to listen to us, then the way you currently are, you can go to like you can go to basically any fucking podcast aggregator and search for Slaughterhouse Princess. And we're talking like TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Music, all those. They all have us. They all love us. Wow. And uh, well. Okay, they all tolerate us. Yeah, and uh, if you uh, would like to f- support us financially, you could go to Patreon. Com or Store. Com and order yourself, order yourself some sweet swag. I, you know, unfortunately, you know, all apparently all of our stuff is made in the U.S. and so shipping internationally, even to Canada, can be a bit of a burden financially. But if you drink enough alcohol before ordering, you won't notice.
0: Yeah. Which, presumably, you're already doing if you're listening to this.
1: I mean, if you're not listening to us and drinking, you, you, you're you probably doing it wrong. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to say it, you're probably doing it wrong.
0: I drink when we do it.
1: I drink before, <laughs> during, and after. <laughs>
0: yeah. So come back next time for something I can't pronounce, Haunted Asylum.
1: And while they're podcasting about movies, think about movies. Bye. Oh, it's got a psychiatrist, so you know it's good.